You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson. That's David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. So that music for people of a certain age is, uh, well, who don't know? Who, yeah, come on, we all know the music from Greece, right? We do. And I am not a musical movie or type of, I don't, it's not, it's never been my thing, a musical. Never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching Grease. I don't know if I saw it in the theaters or probably a VHS or HBO or something back in the 80s. Yeah, I, I seem to remember seeing it in the theater at least once. But, I, I mean, it's one of those movies you tended to see a few times um, because people would take you or somebody would stick it on or it would be on TV or something like that. But I definitely remember seeing it in the movie theater once. I uh, That was my, uh, and, and probably everybody's introduction to Libby Newton-John, who, that's why we played it this morning because she, uh, within the last few months, passed away. And uh, boy, I tell you, I, as a as a young teenager, however old I was, boy, I fell in love with her in that movie. Yep. I always thought she looked better, though. You know, in that in that song right there is at the fair, where she dresses up like a greaser and he dresses up like a prop, and you know, because they're trying to win each other over, whatever. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but. And they sing this duet, and it's the actual actor singing it, yep. which to me was more Grease than the actual theme song. I hated the theme song. Well, uh, actually, if you, as, as, as I want to do, I read a lot of Wikipedia pages. Um, that was uh, The theme song was never meant to be the theme song, the Bee Gees song. Uh, it wasn't it was a Bee Gees pa- song. It was a Frankie Valli song. Oh, right. But it was redone by, um, it was redone by Barry Gibb. Ugh. And and it was it was imposed on the production by um, one of the studio executives and the uh, yeah the people making the movie didn't want it uh, and um, it was yeah it was forced on. Mm. Well, it, it definitely you feels know. like it because it doesn't fit with the rest of the music in the movie at yeah. all. In fact, it's terrible. Yeah. So yeah, you know the it, but that song that we played at the beginning. And, that song that's, and then Summer Greece. Nights, which is the other one. Summer Nights is, is good, yep. Yeah. But I don't know. It was something about that song, though, that I really liked. It, every great once in a while, that song will still get stuck in my head to this yeah. day. I'm like, mm-hmm. ugh. <laughs> it's never a pleasant <laughs> thing when something gets stuck in your head like that. Yeah. Especially from a musical and you don't like musicals. But I did like Grease, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure it's aged so well. Oh, God. Well, here's the thing. Here And here's the ironic part. So it's a movie from the 80s that takes place in the thir- in the 50s, right? Yeah. That would be like us having a movie taking place in the late 90s. Yeah. No, early, the, yeah, the late, the late 90s, early 2000s. The, and I've said this before, but, you know, popular culture has become so homogenized when it comes to music and movies and TVs, 
that there's not a lot of big differences between now and the early 2000s when it comes to content. And even less so when it comes to fashion and music. It's just, it's not that big of a difference as it was between the 80s and the 50s. Would you agree? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think, I think the problem is fashions and stuff, they can kind of date something, but um, sometimes the the attitudes and the way things are presented in these movies kind of really does date them. And, and I think there's, you know, there's a hell, even though it's meant to be ironic, there's a hell of a lot of kind of uh, unpleasant misogyny in, in Greece that, that doesn't really sit so well today, even though it was going on back then, you know? Sure. Um, but, but really, I mean, even the, even the final scene, the idea that, okay, he's made, he has made some changes to try and be with her, but he kind of immediately dumps it all as soon as he sees that she's made yep. changes to be with him. Yeah, uh, he takes off know, the sweater and throws it down. Exactly, throws it away. It's like, well, I'm going back to the way I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the whole idea that that um, really she spent the whole—it's obvious. You know, the whole point of the movie is that he loves her and he can't get past his image to be with her. Uh, and the fact that at the end she decides, oh, you know what? The really the best thing for me to do is me to shed my good girl image and become a greaser yeah. to be with him is is kind of weird. Yeah, it doesn't really play <laughs> nowadays. Well, but I've got to be honest. I remember watching the movie in the eighties and thinking it didn't play well then. I remember thinking, well, why she suddenly had to do that? Yeah, you know, I, I mean. I don't know. Maybe it's 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 things. I thought I thought she was far more attractive as the uh, as the good girl next door. Oh, I did was, too. One hundred percent. She was as the greaser. Yeah. yeah. So. Once she got the big hair and everything, I was yeah. like, eh. yeah, <laughs> no. no, no. And the pants she's sewn into and all of that is just like you know, no, no. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the mystery of you know is, is better than re- revealing everything. Yeah. Um. So, but that's our small insignificant tribute to Olivia Newton John. Yeah. Um and of course the other role was played by John Travolta famously. Yeah, uh, whatever happened to him? I don't know. Joined a cult <laughs> he joined a cult or something. Um a lot of cool stuff going on in the world right now when it comes to the geek culture. Uh have you watched any of the She Hulk yet? Uh yeah, I've just watched I've watched all of them except the most recent episode. Not I've not watched this week's yet. Uh it's um, the but- worst of all of them so far yeah yeah which is saying something are you not enjoying it then i I am to believe it or not i I really am enjoying the series except the cgi of the she hulk herself is so piss poor it it keeps taking me out of the enjoyment of the story itself it's so Mm -hmm. so bad i mean this feels like maybe 2002 CGI, it's just it's it's atrocious, and you compare it to what they did with the Hulk in the first episode, the Bruce Banner Hulk, (laughs) and there's no compare. I mean, he was spot on, and then she looks like shit. Yeah, but that's where they spent the money. Obviously, I a part of it is, I have wondered it. it, I I I wonder creatively they decided to give it kind of that. because it's it's uncanny very uncanny valley because her eyes no, well, don't no, even I, I, line up correctly th- half the time when she's looking i at think something. i think they've tried to film it like la law and make it look like la law and consequently when you then stick 
modern CGI in it in that I think they've done something to CGI to try and make it fit with the sheen of the cinematography and I think I wonder if it's that that's actually causing the problem Mm-mm. because uh, you know the, the the differences between that first episode when we're on the Hawaiian island is they don't they're not filming it like that it's filmed the cinematography is completely different and I wonder if it's just because we're seeing these you know beige drab indoor scenes in these office environments that make it look like that really you know because that it, that's where all, it's all filmed indoors yep. um you know and and they're all dimly lit it's either a bar or her house or a courtroom or the offices and it's all kind of dull and drab and, and i wonder if that's why the cgi looks really weird no i and i would i would give credence to that except it's the uncanny valley is the problem it's not a, a clearly fake character in you know being digitally manipulated into the scene it's the character itself looks bad the hair looks bad the face doesn't look right the eyes totally don't look right it looks it doesn't look like the actor actress playing the character in as a hulk as opposed to mark ruffalo that's clearly mark ruffalo as the hulk this isn't they like so i see what you mean yeah the She-Hulk does not really look like Tatiana Maslany no, as long as the all. actress. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. It, it, but if you even get past that, even if they didn't use her as a model, it doesn't look realistic at all. It looks super fake. It looks cheap, 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 cheap. And it keeps taking me out of what I should be uh, enjoying watching the show. Because there's the, t- the story itself, except for the last episode that I just watched, um, is really, really decent i'm not gonna say good i'm gonna say it's decent yeah um, I, I yeah i i i can't help feeling this series is somewhat being suffering from being overhyped or perhaps not even overhyped but people's expectations being not what it is because i think it's a it's a comedy but it's and it and it's set like a sitcom but it's not a laugh out loud show um it's it's played quite subtle um and, and i think also a lot of its big themes are, are kind of hit, hit you over the head um but I, 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 I'm really enjoying it, and, we, and the reason I, I really like it is that, you know, it, it's, it's really looking at, forget the big characters in the MCU. What's going on with the little people? Yeah. You know what well, happened? I mean, you know, the idea of saying, okay, so uh, you see something in the movie screen, uh, and then what happens afterwards? You know, right. Does that guy get parole? Why? Why was? Why was he fighting with Wong in a, in a kind of weird way, and then just disappearing again? And the fact that that, that all has ramifications. I thought. I thought the episode where. Um, with the other episode with Wong, where he's basically suing a magician who's nicked some of his ideas and stuff, yeah. was really, really, you know, cleverly thought out. You know, so the idea that, that there, there are a whole load of, of B and C and Z characters that come out of the MCU that are off doing their thing and that has implications, I think is really kind of clever. Oh, I uh, agree. And, you know, yeah. and I, I like the way they're playing it because at the same time she's representing these people, she's also kind of meant to be wrestling with her own um, situation, which, of course, the, the problem is she's not really... I, I think the only downside was that it was just like the, the whole, oh, yeah, I'm just... I'm fine with being a Hulk. Yeah. Um, is was, was perhaps a bit too overplayed. Yep. You know, or perhaps you would do the thing where she thinks she's fine and then she realises she's not. 
which um, they're not really doing either so far. Mind Great. you, it's got quite a few episodes to go, hasn't it? I mean, it's a it's not a six episode series like some of them are. I don't so know. Maybe I, how many is it? Way. I think it was something like 13, 14 episodes. I don't think it's it, there only half this hour. This season needs it. Yeah, it's only a half hour series. It, it definitely needs more time. And yeah. they finally had their first dud episode, which is okay, fine. Um, yeah. On a subject I didn't care about, which you already know because they set it up in the one that you just yeah. watched, which is the She-Hulk trade name. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, as well as everything is being presented, I can't get past the character. Right. I, I just can't. It, it's so bad. And it seems so beneath what Marvel and Disney should be producing. Um, now, we read reports online <clears throat> over the last few months about the special effects artists that work on Marvel and Disney products, and they're complaining, you know, that yeah. their work has to be compromised because of the all-powerful schedule. Yeah. And this clearly is going to inflame a lot of fans watching it, knowing about those um, complaints, going, well, there you go. You know, so but I, yeah. I don't know how you you rectify that. Do you do you tell the Disney Plus? Well, I know we were going to release it towards the end of summer of 2022, but you know what? It, it's 13 episodes. That's six hours altogether. You know, of those six hours, five and a half have massive CGI work. CGI and yeah, and we we've got to push this back to spring of 2023 to make no, it look well, good. Look, these these things are always complicated. The people who run the FX studios need to be able to negotiate better with the uh, with the production companies. The production companies need to realise that the CGI is ninety percent their product, and it's important to get it right. Um, and I, I think I think that in Hollywood, a lot of groups of people who are important to these new movies need to stand up for themselves and turn around and, and you know what's the point say well look if you're not going to do it the way we tell you it needs to be done we're not going to do it we're going to go and strike uh, i know that's a tough thing to say but i i think you know we, we we've got other stories this week where creative people and uh and studio executives have uh, fallen out uh, and and things get ruined as a result. And uh, well, I, tell me I the really next th- one that you're talking about. Are you so talking I'm about talking, the Karate Kid? Uh, no, well, that's 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 one of them. But the the other one is the one I sent you during the week um, with uh, the fact they've cancelled the Rogue Squadron movie well, because they had a because they had a creative falling out. Yeah, the funny thing uh, is, and, they had a creative falling out with Patty Jenkins. Yeah. months and months ago I uh, read no, I know it. I know they did but obviously they've not been able to resolve it but this is this is a real pattern with this on the Star Wars side of things now you know it's happening all the time well it started uh, happening with this with the third movie well the, that's how well, far back I, th- it goes. I, I think I think it that there was problems in the second movie yep. um there was a big fallout between Mark Hamill and the studio executives over the direction of his character um and he's been proven were, correct yeah Rogue one was very it succeeded despite all the studio messing around yep um star wars uh, solo a star wars story was a disaster because uh you know again didn't they didn't they sack the director in that one they then, did yeah they yeah they it was originally going to be the guy that did the lego movie yeah or the yeah the, the two who did yep. the lego movie they're a pair aren't they and then they they got rid of them it's a pattern and it's not it's happening more in the Star Wars than anywhere else, but it's actually happening happening across the industry. We were just talking about it last time about what was going on with um, DC, 
with DC and, yeah. and with the Batgirl movie and all of that. It's a pattern across the industry, and it's because these money guys think that they know better than everybody else, than the people that you know, and they, they're, they're the people who bring them then these movies. And I think they they really run the risk of. Uh, you know, of of uh, killing the golden goose if they're not careful, because yep. they need all of these things to work to make these movies successful. And if they don't all work, then the movies aren't successful. And you, if you've sunk a hundred million dollars into a budget and another hundred million in promotion, and the movie doesn't make over a billion dollars, then you've got a financial failure on your hands. It's um, I like I told you in our text. How Kathleen Kennedy still has a job is beyond me. Yeah. Um, I guess but from a business say, perspective, you could say, well, she's been successful. Look how much money has been made. Look at The Mandalorian. Um, she's doing great, except she's not. She's doing great on the things she's doing great on, and she's doing terrible on the things she's doing terrible on. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think you need to look at the batting record. Uh, yeah, the problem, the pro- but the problem is, I don't. I mean, I think that's one of the worst examples. But as I'm trying to say, it's not just there; it's no, it, all it's, over it's the an industry. Yeah, but yeah. it's been like that forever. There's always yeah, know, been the it, studio against the creatives. Oh, but it needs to change because you are now taking these products that are um, <clears throat> that are not ne- they're not new properties. If somebody's coming along and this is their first movie. New director, new director, that sort of thing. Or what have you. Yeah, and, and somebody's coming along and the executives say, well, you know what, we kind of know what works here and we'd like, we've got some notes and that sort of thing. I think that's fair enough, right? But the problem is you are taking people who have established track records in many, in many circles of won awards and this sort of thing, and you're also taking properties that are well-storied, well-written about, well-understood, yeah, and you're still telling them, well, we want you to do it this way, you want to do it that way. What's the point of hiring a director who, um, you know, is award-winning and then telling them how to do their job? What's the point of taking somebody who's written loads of successful scripts in this genre and then and then saying, oh, we'd like to change the plot here, we'd like to change the plot there? So, excuse me a moment, that is my, my doorbell. Sure. So... Where we listen to David Cohen's puppy protect the homestead. We're going to talk about a little bit about um, what Rogue One was supposed to be. Or, I'm sorry, it's Rogue One? Is that correct? No, yeah. Rogue One. I'm trying to remember now. It's Rogue One, the one that we got. Oh, boy. No. Patty Jenkins' movie, the X Wing movie. You know, her father was a fighter pilot. And the cool thing is, when they made the announcement, they showed her walking towards an X-Wing parked on the airstrip, and that this was the movie she always wanted to make. And it was a very powerful little short film. It was like a minute and a half long. And, of course, she's coming off the success of the first Wonder Woman movie, so everyone's looking forward to it. And here we are, and she's not even doing the movie now. They had a big falling out. Which yeah. I'm sure is the studio saying, no, this is how we want the movie to go. And she's like, that's not the movie I signed up to do. So she walked away from the project. Now, let's... To me, this is, the next story is... I don't understand at all. This is just 100% money grab with... This is stupid. So well, not yeah, not only that. This is this has been done before, and it wasn't successful. Yes. So, so it's like don't learn don't learn from your own mistakes. So we get three Karate Kid movies. No, sorry, four Karate Kid movies, 
in the 80s and then like one or two in the 90s or right at the beginning of 90s. And then the whole thing kind of disappears until Jackie Chan redoes the movie with uh, Will Smith's kid. Yeah. And it was a dismal failure. It yeah. wasn't a bad movie. The problem is they called it The Karate Kid. And the people yeah. that knew what The Karate Kid was was like, eh, no. This isn't The Karate Kid. This isn't The Karate <laughs> Kid. And you can't take Jackie Chan and, and compare him to Mr. Miyagi. It doesn't work. Yeah. You know, that's Jackie Chan. So that was a failure. Now, fans of the original series, these creatives, come up with an idea of continuing the original cast in a series and they get all the original actors ralph macchio and you know all these guys they can't get mr miyagi because he passed away unfortunately but yeah they get all these guys and they make a red it was called youtube red it was a a premium paid content series on youtube later acquired by netflix and they continued it with season three and four now or is it four and Uh, five season five season five now yeah, so they started it. They had three seasons on net or on uh, YouTube, YouTube, and then they went to Netflix, which is the best thing they could have done. So well, yeah, they, they didn't go. They went to. They didn't choose to go to Netflix. No. YouTube basically dropped them, and Netflix picks it up. Yeah, exactly. But you, it was the best YouTube, thing that could have happened. YouTube is, oh, absolutely, yeah. So it was a really well done series. They were respectful to the original content. That characters, when we pick them up in season one is just a unique take you know yeah the karate kid himself is kind of living off his legacy of being a karate guy at the bonsai tree and he owns car dealerships and he's very successful johnny is still living in the 80s he's a complete yeah. loser um you know he he's alienated his kid and his ex-wife and he lives in a dump he he's, he's living in the 80s in his mind still right yeah and that's where the series starts. And it was great. It was so well done. Yeah. And they introduce it, a whole new young ca- cast. And and now we're on season five, and it's still really good. I'm enjoying it. I've got a few yeah. more episodes left. It's not as good as the when it started, but it's still yeah. good. It's okay, still so, creative. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's a series that is getting to the point which outstayed its welcome. Because it, it's now stretching credulity that basically the only direct influences in all of these people's lives there's all these guys they met 30 years ago who all of a sudden have all popped up and come back right <laughs> it's it's becoming a bit it's it's stretching things to a little and you know what i i was kind of down with daniel russo's wife <laughs> at the beginning of this season when when she said look you need to stop all this stupid karate yeah. rivalry yeah you let it live your life and uh, run your life and it's and it's ridiculous and it's like it's kind of like yeah haven't these people got anything else right. to, <laughs> to get past so i i think it's i think it's outstaying it's welcome but i understand why because it's been hugely successful but so here's the challenge. The reason it's been successful is because there's this huge enthusiasm for nostalgia at the moment. And so by picking up, um, obviously, most of these actors, because it was uh, as as popular as Karate Kid was, most of them did not go on to have stellar careers. No. Yeah. By being able to call up their agents and say, hey, you want to get the band back together? <laughs> we can probably make something good here. They all have time. Um, it, it's kind of a unique circumstance to really, really... Um, 
build something on the back of that nostalgia. And I think it's probably the best nostalgic take from the 80s I've, oh, I've seen. Oh, I, I would agree. But Maybe with the exception of the new Maverick Top Gun movie, which is very much yeah. the same thing. Yeah. yeah? It, yes. You but, know, but it's trading in on it's trading yes. in on the nostalgia. Now, I can understand the studio. I mean, I don't think we've actually said... What, what the problem here is the problem is here they've announced a new Karate Kid movie is going to go into production and the guys over at Cobra Kai and said oh that's interesting nothing to do with us nobody let us know uh, and everyone's going hang on a minute but they are Karate Kid so how can they not be involved because I right. think everybody assumed it was going to be a a, a movie production based on the Cobra Kai series. Which would have um, been fine you know okay yeah. they're going to expand it they're going to maybe different characters and yeah, th- that would uh, be great but, it, but that's but not what not. they're doing. Yeah, so they're going to effectively retell the Karate Kid story. Um, and I think the problem is, while... I'll tell you what the what the execs are thinking. They're thinking, well, we don't want those old guys. You know, every time they appear in something, they want more money, right? Uh, we want to do something new. We want to build a new franchise that's going to be as successful as the original one. And, and they're not using the Karate Kid IP, i.e. the name, on Cobra no. Kai. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna no, we're gonna reboot it. It's gonna be completely different and all that. Mm-hmm. And the first of all, as we said, they tried that before it didn't work. And secondly, I think the problem is the Karate Kid movie was lightning in a bottle. Yep. Yeah. It had just the you know, Ralph Macchio, not the world's greatest actor. No. He's really I don't think he's really great in Cobra Kai at all. Oh, he I, has I very agree. Limited, he's, no, yeah. he's the one character when they get to his story. I don't care about him. He I think yeah. the guy who plays Johnny's doing a way better job. Absolutely way better. Yeah. It's not he's even acting close. Him, yeah, he's acting him off the screen. He's yeah. not he's not and, and you, you know, you could argue maybe he's just trying to play the character the way he thinks the character should be played. But it it's not you're right, it's it's dull. Yeah. Well, it's more than uh, that. Johnny w- in season 1 is a very sympathetic character. Now, yeah. I was making fun of that he's still living in the 80s because that was the best time of his life and he's been nothing but a loser ever since. And Ralph Macchio's character became kind of a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now they Um, they try to reform him up until now, but he, and I don't think he's a dickhead now, but he's a loser. I mean, good God, dude, your second nemesis from the third movie comes back and uh, it, 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 like you said, it stretches credibility, but yeah, well, it's like all the nemesis have come back, right? <laughs> you know, and it, and it's like it's like really, what everybody comes back, yeah, chosen comes back. Piss, uh, <laughs> this small piss ant little town in in Los, in uh, California, and and they're still all about the karate. It's it's a little bit weird, it is. But you know, you kind of you kind of have to go with it. I, I think the, the other problem for me is that by by season five, it's becoming a little bit soap opera. Oh, um, no question. It's a little you know, trope. It's a little soap yeah. opera. It's it's so a little like, heavy, ham-fisted. Under- okay, yeah. fine. I can understand the steering sets going, we want to reboot it, we want to create a brand new series that trades off all of this, but the problem is it's really hard to do. And as I say, it was lightning in a bottle. Let's be honest, the the reason the Karate Kid was so successful was because of Mr. Miyagi. The guy yes. who played Mr. Miyagi, right? He was that show, that that franchise which meant that even though they brought when they brought him back two for movies two i think by four he was gone but by two and three yeah that's what people were really turning up to see no he the was there with four he, the problem with was four he? was right. yeah it's because he was now trading the uh, hillary hillary schwank schwank oh that's right whatever yes. Her name is. yes sorry i forget um but the thing is is that is that that he was the heart of the movie? Yes, and you, it's going to be really tough to recreate that with a new actor because you know they had Jackie Chan, couldn't pull it off. Right, right, and 
it's really it's really difficult to do and and the, the difficulty well there's the story i mean that you know the story what uh underdog accidentally finds a, a hidden mentor who turns it into something better than himself but while not making him worse than himself right uh, and he wins and he wins a big final uh final fight against the baddie and it's a pretty formulaic story to be honest it was pretty formulaic back in the 80s it was now yeah now it's been done to death so how do you redo the karate kid by finding somebody who's as good as pat marita by twisting the story in in a non-obvious way that makes it more compelling and and ju- rather than just changing the race or the or the uh, sex of the main character, well, which, one is, of the, which is all they've done before. Yeah, what they're doing this know? time around, from my understanding and reading it, is the basic premises is uh, it's an immigrant from China or Okinawa or wherever, somewhere in Asia, comes to the U.S. So the the story doesn't follow the kid that he's training; it follows the teacher that right. he he comes here and he's not having any luck with anything it's it's everything's going bad for him and he finds his kind of calling if you will friendship in this kid who he trains to be a martial artist and there's a competition obviously so that's what his passion is that's what he's good at it sounds really yeah it sounds bad it sounds bad no question about it but if they do switch it up and that they follow the teacher rather than the student, that could be interesting. Otherwise you're telling the exact same story and we just don't need that. So I don't mind if they switch things up, take the basic concept, but don't don't do it with something that's successful right now. Why would you directly want to compare yourself to whether you like it or not, something that's very successful on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't get it. It makes no sense. Well, it makes sense because they want they want, they want to, money. They're thinking, oh, if we put the Karate Kid name on it, then everyone who watches Cobra Kai will come and watch it, right? Uh, and and we'll make money. I, I think they should have just listened to the last episode and just made a new Blue Thunder or Airwolf. There we go. <laughs> That's all you have well, to do. Maybe you maybe you could have Blue Thunder or Airwolf in the Karate Kid. There you go, a crossover. <laughs> so uh, that's happening. Um, let's switch over to the video game world. Well, last thing, Marvel revealed it's Thunderbolts team and it's just a bunch of baddies plus the winter soldier. I I don't really know what to think about it. It, it, it could be interesting. Um, you know, it's got the fake captain America in it from that series. It's got, um, taskmaster from the black widow movie. Who you can barely remember yeah. having watched the movie. Uh, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Personally, I think the Hawkeye series has been by far the best of all of the Marvel yeah. Disney things. And the main character, or one of the characters in there, the new Black Widow, she's in it. Uh, yeah. It also even has. Though she's not, even though she's not really a baddie. Right. Uh, yeah. It's got. Well. I mean, she's an assassin, so, but so 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 what they've been doing is in the in the fa- in the current phase of movies and TV shows, they've been basically setting up these characters uh, to bring them all together into a team. Um, the, and and the th- I understand I've never read the Thunderbolts comic, but it's it's kind of like Marvel's take on the Suicide Squad. No, you know? that's not what no? it was originally. No, originally in Marvel comics, the heroes had all disappeared. That's, that's a whole different thing. All the main. Right character the fantastic four were gone the avengers were gone so there's this void so in the first episode you don't know who they are they introduce this new team and they seem very dynamic they're powerful the 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 world gets behind them they're very popular and then you find out that oh no these are bad guys and they've changed their costume and names 
and they're acting like good guys because there's something going on here. What the hell? Right. It's Baron Nemo. It's Screaming Mimi. It's Goliath. Yeah. It's bad guys. And it was a brilliant idea. No one had done that. Suicide Squad is they take bad guys and put them on missions. Totally different thing. Yeah. This was this- the bad guys have a plan. They're acting like good guys to get on everyone's good side. And then the conflict happens when some of these bad guys realize, y- you know what? I like being the good guy here. I don't want to be a yeah. bad guy anymore. And it was just really good writing, really good art, and yeah. it hit at the right time. And it was the original idea. That's not yeah. what they're doing here because no, this is this is this is if they're not outright bad guys, then they are um, people they, with questionable morals who've made some bad decisions. David Harbour <laughs> as Red Guardian was probably yeah. the best thing in the Black Widow movie by far. Yeah. he was so freaking good, and and he's not a bad guy. No. Uh, Wyatt no. Russell as uh, John Walker, the U.S. agent, the the second Captain America in the series. Um, well, he kind of was a bad guy. He was a bad guy, but yeah. he wasn't a bad guy because he was a bad guy. He thought he was doing the right thing. He was a yeah. soldier. He he when wanted to be, be the good guy. Beat somebody to death with a shield in public. That's not well, but thing. that's some of that is the drugs that he was taking to make him Captain uh, America. Yeah, but it, it drug, took him. Drugs should not be an excuse for bad behavior or oh. murder. And then you know. Julia Louis Dreyfus's uh, Dreyfus Contessa. So she's the one that's been popping that's up in some of these. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know what? I'm, I'm probably more excited about that than, I don't know. Eternals 2. Yeah. Well, that's not happening. <laughs> it Disney is happening, failure. isn't it? No, I don't think so. I believe it is. Nah. It, I was, believe. it was such a bad movie. And it got I such, believe Eternals 2 is happening. I hope not. It's it's something none of us need. Um, Eternals two is happening with Harry Styles. Oh, perfect then. Um, who's he going to spit on this time? Um, <laughs> oh, ooh. never so, happened. So let's let's switch gears and Rewatch talk about video take. games for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a big leak. Uh, some early development in literally in development screenshots and some video of Grand Theft Auto six. Yeah. And it kind of confirms that it's going to be multiple characters, and one of them is going to be a, a woman, which is fine. Um, I can't. It looks like L.A., so I'm I'm wondering if they're going back to um, San Andreas type of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I it's I'm going to be there day one for Grand Theft Auto. You know, yeah. I have been since Vice City, so. I'm down for it. You know, uh, I love the series. I just got done downloading Grand Theft Auto V to my Steam Deck, so I'm going to be playing that. Speaking of the Steam Deck, as I mentioned on uh, last week's Tech Fan, I did get a Steam Deck. I haven't had a lot of chance to play with it, but I have been playing with it a little bit. What a fantastic, fantastic device this is. Yeah. Uh, this To me, this is better than um, the Nintendo Switch. Oh yeah, by by far. I mean, it's much more powerful than Switch. Um, it looks. It feels better. With a better. Yeah, and it's integrated with a far better store, which is the Steam Store, and a better screen. And the hardware yeah. feels right. I, I'm yeah. amazed. This is a 1.0 product. I really, yeah. really am. Um, yeah. I, I'm not too concerned that I got, you know, the base model 399. No, I, I'm missing no, a little bit of storage, but I just bought a couple cars because I downloaded. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 3 or 2 and then two. GTA yeah. 5 but I had to get a different SD card to put on it because yeah. I, I, I couldn't fit it on the other 256 that I bought. Yeah. 
is actually if if you want to put a 512 or a one terabyte ssd in there it's actually pretty easy to do um, you're the one that was telling me don't bother getting a one terabyte no but if you find you need that um, um, i could just swap out the, the cards cards. I, don't, I don't i don't take it on the road card. with me or anything it's just it's a home system, yeah, so but, I just but, got a little case saying, for the cards. If, if, if you find you've got too many games that are too big, even for multiple SD cards, then you can swap the SSD on it if you want to. Yeah. Uh, Valve obviously doesn't recommend you do that, but it is a relatively simple process. Yeah. And you won't invalidate your warranty if you do that. Yeah, but, I'm just going to uh, leave it as it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's I'm not going to crack it open. Cards. Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, because then you got to reformat it. The only thing I'd say about the GTA 6 leak is that um, experience tells us nowadays that it doesn't matter what features or uh, things you see before the uh, software is, before the game is actually launched, um, they will not deliver big parts of it if they feel like they can't be bothered. You don't really see anything. It's it's definitely development. It's literally, you see, uh, um, it's someone writing code for the game. Yeah. You know, one of the videos is 10 seconds. It's a car jumping and he resets it and goes again, or she resets it and go. It, it's, it's obviously in development. It's not even gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it does show some of the background of a city and it kind of reminds me a little bit of LA, but maybe it's, not. Yeah. I, I, when I looked at it, I thought it was almost like a mix of LA and Miami. Yep. I mean, it kind of has that vibe to it, so maybe it's like a, a SoCal type thing going on rather Could than be. LA. Could yeah. be. Yeah, it looks interesting. Um, it doesn't look as interesting as this Atari 50th anniversary thing that oh, you posted I, to. I am so into this. This is uh, this is dream food for me. From arcade to Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, this is so the yeah 50th anniversary of Atari is coming up. Uh, and what they've done is they've taken one of these studios who's very good at doing these um, these retro collections, and they've done this 50th anniversary um, package. Which is 103 100, games. Yeah. 103 games. Um, and basically, it's uh, because 100 games in there, um, it's a really good... It is a really good history of Atari. It's got a whole load of the original arcade games in there. It's got um, a lot of the console games that that originally that originally were released by Atari, up to the seventy eight hundred. Um, there's some unreleased stuff in there. No, no, it's it goes all the way up to the Jaguar. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, so it does. It got the Lynx, the Jaguar, which was their uh, desktop console. They did round about that type of things, which is not a thing that that's well remembered. Um, so it'd be interesting to play those games, and it puts them all into one package. Um, and uh, and they're doing reimagined know, stuff too, which to me is exactly. more interesting. Like Yars Revenge reimagined. Yars Revenge reimagined looks really really good. I have some of the other ones. I have the Missile Command and Centipede. I think and Haunted they're both House really good. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is this is the um, the same studio that did the recent Turtles Kawabunga collection, which collects all of the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fighting games, which was very well received. Yeah. Um, so I have high hopes that this is going to be really good. And um, yeah, major also, havoc's you, in there. So Owen, I've, Owen will be pleased. I yep. Hopefully, we'll get some royalties. Or probably maybe not. not because he probably signed it off to his employer. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was telling me when I was when I was there um, a couple of weeks ago that that a fan basically found all the uh, originally that was meant to have more levels 
and a fan basically found them and, and found and asked for some of the original art and then re then actually recreated them all and effectively did the uh, second level of Major Havoc. It's uh, pretty him, cool. Which was very, very cool. Uh, Major Havoc's a fun game, actually. It's, uh, I did, it's hard I did to say to, I did say to him, I said, um, did you ever contact Nintendo and sue them for ripping your game off and turning it into Metroid? Yeah. <laughs> and he just laughed. He said, oh, we all copied each other back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, have you ever played Metroid on the, uh, on the original uh, Nintendo Entertainment System? It's basically the same game as, as Major Havoc. I mean, yes. In real graphics rather than vectors. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's this interesting. Looks, this looks really cool, and yep. I'm definitely going to be buying this on day one. Um, sometimes is this I'll a Steam one for stuff, you, or is it a Switch? Or uh, To me, it's going to be a Steam Deck. I think I'm, yeah. I think Steam Deck's going to become my main PC. Yeah, pretty much pretty much the same for me and steam deck has the advantage that if you uh you know you're traveling for me if i'm traveling for work and i haven't brought my steam deck with me i can run those games on a on my laptop mm-hmm. so uh particularly for something like this that's not not terribly and it remembers your progress so when you get back to steam exactly. deck you're right where you yeah. were yeah uh, i didn't so, realize uh, that i could hook the steam deck up to a monitor with a keyboard mouse and a controller if i want yeah there's supposed to be an official dock coming that's been yeah they just showed some uh screenshots at some gaming convention that steam was at they actually had it on they didn't talk about it um but you could see it and i was kind of interested in that it's funny there are some people on the uh, steam deck subreddit who basically only ever travel with a keyboard mouse um and their steam deck and uh you know uh, a a controller and basically use it as if it was a console Mm mm-hmm and you kind of, and then they go, oh, what can I use to carry in this? And what, how can I fix this problem? How can I fix this problem? You know, particularly with controllers. And then you go, well, the thing kind of has controllers it, on it. It's got a but, massive, <laughs> the whole thing is a controller. Yeah. What are you talking about? But but they're, they're, so, uh, they're so fixated on the idea that they can't possibly play on a screen that small. That um, It's not a small screen. You know, I, I'm 52 years not, old and yeah. I'm fine with the screen. Yeah. I, and I've played. The Switch three, is a little bit small for me. But yeah. this one is not. It's, it's I've fine. played through several mainstream titles now from beginning to end on that screen and had no problem whatsoever. No, it's a, like, it's like a fantastic you, screen. I don't screen. have the best eyesight anymore. Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah. No, it's a, it's a really great product. It can only get better in the future. But um, if you do want one, the lead times that we were talking about in the year have now really dropped. If you were to order one today, there's a very good chance you would receive it before the end of the year. Um, pretty good so if, i if took it to work with me because uh, a couple people were interested they'd never seen one one yeah. said it's smaller than he thought the other one said it's way bigger than he thought so go figure yeah it was bigger than to, i thought yeah when you go back to a switch after using the steam deck the steam this switch seems tiny yeah um, for a few minutes it's kind of like if you use a big iphone and then you pick up a regular size iphone all of a sudden it, it seems like a toy yeah. until you adjust to it again but uh, um, no, it's a really great product Staying with video games, Sony announced uh, and it kind of showed a little bit more of the new uh, PSVR, and they said it's not backwards compatible with the original VR games, which I think is a huge mistake, which means they have to start from scratch from all games, and that's just really a a bad idea. I don't understand why they would do that, because the PSVR was probably one of the best... um, accepted vr systems yep um, well that and you know, oculus were the two that's what it came yeah, down but, to yeah but but the because the ps vr was so much easier than the oculus um and it had some really great ip you couldn't get on the oculus um i don't 
understand why you would just throw that out the window and say we're going to start from scratch. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense really? to me. You've, you've got a built-in library from day one for people. How many games do you think it's going to launch with it? Maybe 10? Eight of them will be really bad. One will be good, and one will be fantastic. The yeah, system and, seller. And, and all of those will be full-price games. So you're basically yes. telling anybody who's already a fan of this system they've got to throw away their hardware and all their software and start from scratch again. And that's that's really is a tough sell. It is, and especially when you consider that Sony has gone out of their way over the years to make their consoles backwards compatible. Yeah. And here we are with the second iteration of their VR, and it's already not backwards compatible. It's just a a, a dumbfoundingly stupid idea. Will it still sell well? Of course it will. Um, But, and do I still want one? Eh, I don't know. It depends on the games. Um, I'm not completely sold on the VR experience. I've played a few now with the oculus that i picked up and cole has kind of abandoned it at this point he was really into it for about two weeks and then he was like meh yeah, um that's that's always the worry but i found what <laughs> you'll like this i bought um um what is it maverick top top gun, top gun maverick yeah. on youtube mm-hmm. and so i fired up the youtube app on the oculus and I and I went to and I started watching that movie and I made the screen big. Holy crap! That was, I'll be honest, that was pretty awesome. So yeah. they're going, whoa! I actually feel like I'm in a theater watching this. Yeah, it really gives you that IMAX experience. It really which, does. I was I, I was impressed. But here's the thing: I, I I don't go to IMAX anymore. I don't either because I have this thing where I like to watch, when when you go to watch a regular movie in IMAX. I like to see the whole screen at once. Yeah, you got to sit there and move your head back and forth. Exactly. Most of the IMAX think, theaters are like uh, a bowl, and you sit way bowl, up. Yeah. On, I don't like the. I feel like well, I'm going to tip over. Just too because they want to give you that immersive experience. You're right. just too close to the screen, yep. which Agreed. means you can't see the edges. Which yep. in a movie is not a great thing. No. No, if it's shot for IMAX and it's, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, the classic one is is submarines down by the Titanic. Right. They want to give you that immersive experience. It works, but you don't want to watch a movie on it. No. Did you see that James Cameron came out and said that he doesn't think uh, 3D is dead yet, and that he's going to prove it? <laughs> well, I'm like really, dude. It, it he would it, say that he would. He? <laughs> he he can't give it up. It's like we we don't care about the 3D movies. It was a fad wait, wait, no, about that's, that's not 10 true. years ago. I think, I think when Avatar came out, we cared about seeing Avatar in 3D yep. because that's how he made it to be seen. Right. But the problem is what we didn't care about is every other movie afterwards that was post-converted to 3D. Right. But we didn't care about those at all. No. No. <laughs> I know, agree. And I, I mean, look, look what happened. All the movie theaters invested all that 3D stuff. For many years, they were, they were offering... 3D versions of every movie that came out, and now they've all stopped because nobody was seeing them. Yeah, no one cared. And I think yeah. James Cameron's an idiot here. Um, I think his new movie will be successful, but I don't know. I just always think that James Cameron lives on a different planet than everybody else. Sometimes uh, he's right, sometimes he's wrong. I, I think I think you're absolutely right there. I think the problem is what everyone seems to forget is that... Um, People went to see Avatar not because it was a great movie. It was no, it was a good movie. It was formulaic. I've was, seen it a bunch story, of times. Yeah, the story was was not was not strong. No, um, the story was basically beat by beat, pretty much every other action movie you'd ever seen. Yep. But you went you went to see it for the the technology yep. and the, it the was way an he filmed it. I mean, don't get me wrong; he is a fantastic filmmaker. 
Um, well, he so can he be. Cre- he created something that had never been seen before. And I would say probably has still hasn't been seen since. But I think the difficulty we've got now is that we now have um, fully CGI movies in the way that he did with Avatar, way ahead of its time. But, um, you know, that's kind of run-the-mill stuff. I mean, that new Pinocchio movie on Disney is basically fully CGI all the way through. Um, and so so that ha- also that has been done now. So he really needs to up his game if he wants... And maybe he is with the snow, and who knows? Maybe he will, but um, I remain to be convinced. I agree with you. I am too. I I think most people are, to be honest. I think think he's he's nine years too late with an Avatar follow-up. Any kind of super interest in the story and the characters... I'll give you an example. Give me a name of one character in the movie. Uh, I give up. There you go. See? That's my point. It, it was completely a forgettable movie, except for the spectacle part of it. Yeah. The movie itself is it? boring. Yeah, that's right. What was the name of? Um, the, they had that. It had that um, Latin American lady from who's in all the uh, all the uh, uh, the Vin Diesel's Fast and Furious movies. She was in it playing the same person she always plays. Yes. Uh, but did she die? Oh, she's know? still alive. Most people died. No, no, not not the actress. I'm talking about the character oh. in Avatar. Oh, I can't I, remember. Who, but that's the point. Who cares? The only thing, no, no yes, one cares. The only, the only thing I can remember from Avatar is the name of the blue things, which are the Navi, and the name of the mineral they were they were digging up, which was unobtainium. Which is <laughs> oh, um, super Pandora, creative. Which was the world they were living on. That super creative. Floating islands in the sky. Um, but I don't remember much beyond that. Uh, no. The uh, you know I, it, it was the usual yeah. You know, he he goes. It was it was dances with wolves, basically. With oh, it's one hundred percent dances with wolves. <laughs> he yeah. went native. He go, Where did I hear that from nat- before? Yeah, he he goes native. He uh, sides with the people against the big bad oppressors and helps them helps them win. It's a typical white savior story. Yep. Only in this case, it was blue savior. Yep. <laughs> well, no, it was still white savior because he's still white, even he though was still white. Yeah. Yeah. It it was pretty formulaic. And it, quite honestly, it was done way better with better actors already. Um, the only thing that it had going for him is the CGI. That was it. And the 3D, ooh, this is cool. Look, it looks like it's coming right at you thing. That that was yeah. cool. But that was it. Why, why do we need, he's like, there's going to be a three, four, or two, three, four, five. Uh, who, why? Nobody cares. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am. I hope it's fantastic. I really do. Selfishly. I, I want to fall in love with it. I really do. Of course we do. Yeah, look, the reason... I mean, he was talking about Avatar for years before he actually brought it to the screen because he was waiting for the technology to catch up. Right. So he now, 20 years on, has to deliver a movie that has 20 years later worth of, of technology allowing him to do things he couldn't do before. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be uh, pretty dull. So yeah, we'll so he's got, he's got to watch movies from 25 years ago to get... To see what he's ripping off now with the next one, <laughs> yeah, you know this could be his Empire Strikes Back one, you know, it could be, yeah. Or, or, if the main character gets a hand cut off and he finds out his father is somebody else <laughs> and screams, no, you know, then well, that's not if, true. If, <laughs> maybe, maybe all it's all only there just purely to get his CGI studio hired to do the um, CGI for She-Hulk on series two. Ugh. 
So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Geeks Pub. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'd love to get feedback from you. It's the show at geekspubpodcast.com or thegeekspubpodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We use our sister show's name. It's TechFan. It's TechFan on both uh, Facebook and the Twitter. And David, I will see you next week on TechFan. We're going to talk about the new iPhone. Excellent. Talk to you then. Bye.